Welcome to the Career Zone podcast, where each episode we spend some time focusing on something that's on students' minds right now. I'm your host, Rachel, Employability and Careers Consultant with the University of Exeter. You can catch up on all of our episodes by doing all of those subscribing and following things. We're on Spotify and iTunes. How would friends and family describe you when you're working at your best? Determined? Methodical? Attentive? Creative? Open-minded? It's attributes such as these and many others that can be described as our strengths. When it comes to interviewing you for a job, focusing on what you enjoy rather than what you can do is something that all employers want to know about and why so many are adopting an approach to selection known as strength-based recruitment. I'm Fiona Hartley, Careers Consultant, and for many years I've been interested in how employers have been adapting their recruitment practices. Some of the biggest employers across all organisations, public, private and third sectors, have chosen to focus on candidate strengths and not simply their skills and competencies. This includes banking giants like Barclays, engineering and aerospace firms like BAE Systems, consumer and tech giants like Unilever and Cisco. I spoke to managers and staff at Ernst & Young, API's first and Exeter-based digital and IT consultancy, and our local charitable trust, the Donkey Sanctuary, about why there is a growing interest in strength-based recruitment. But first, I asked Stephen how he would describe the difference between a skill and a strength. Steve, would it be a good starting point just to um, introduce yourself? Thanks, Fiona. Yeah, my name is Stephen James. Um, I'm the Learning and Development Manager at the Donkey Sanctuary, um, based down here in uh, Sidmouth in Devon, although we have um, a wider spread of um, centres across the UK. How, how would you define the difference between a strength and a skill? Um, uh, I think a strength is innate. Effectively, it comes from inside and it's the way we get things done. Uh, it's not how we do it, but it's the way we get things done. A skill is effectively probably the best way to look at it is uh, a tool to get things done and how effectively you use that tool. Now, let me put this into a, a, a hopefully an example for you. Um, every year I set myself a challenge. It's a physical challenge, uh, usually around long distance riding, uh, and that's over about 100 miles plus. So how do I bring those two together? Well, the skill element comes through um, road, road bike techniques, uh, you know, the correct gear selection, obviously um, sticking to the highway code um, and uh, adherence to traffic laws and everything else. When I bring the strengths into it, um, one of my um, key strengths is persistence. And that's about being able to keep going in the face of uh, difficult challenges and also self-belief. Uh, when I set myself a task, I like to complete it. So it sounds like a strength is an attribute that you are more authentically bringing to a given situation or challenge. It's less about the things that can be taught and more about the things that help you to give the best of you. What exactly is strength-based recruitment? Becca, um, if you just introduce yourself to our audience, that would be great. Of course. So hi, everyone. I'm Rebecca Sinclair and I am part of our student recruitment team at EY. I look at our technology and sustainability recruitment across our graduate, undergraduate and also apprenticeship space. I joined EY about five years ago in the technology consulting team. And then before that, I was attending Exeter University 
studying economics. Brilliant, thank you. Um, and today we're talking about strength-based recruitment. Sometimes uh, people may see that abbreviated to SBR. Um, could you just explain a little bit more? What is strength-based recruitment? So for us, strength-based recruitment is really looking for what you naturally do well and what you naturally enjoy doing. And our process being strengths-based looks for those natural strengths. So some strengths you, you pick up over time and also some strengths you naturally have and you may not even know that you have them. So it's less about specifically, you know, relevant experience for the role and more about do you have the strengths that will lead you to to grow successfully in the role that you're going to do as you as you learn more about that specific role and grow your competencies in that space. So our recruitment process is designed to really um, look at who you are as a person and, and the strengths that you naturally have and to draw those out during the application process. So you learn much about your strengths as well as we can learn about your strengths and see if you're a good fit for the role. Stephen then added some extra thoughts that really intrigued me from the perspective of career choice. Just to, to recap, you know, strength is something that you're good at. Um, you're energised when you're in that zone, when you're using it. Uh, and as such, you tend to use um, use it more often. So um, it's, it's, it's certainly important that people understand and recognise their strengths. Um, for instance, it would help you guide the type of career or employment that would make the maximum use of those strengths. Uh, I think for anybody listening, think of the impact of working in a role that you really enjoy doing. It gives you a buzz. It gives you a bit of energy and you do it well. Uh, and indeed, once you understand those strengths and are able to articulate it, uh, articulate those, um, the strengths profile that we're referring to does offer you career suggestions if you're uncertain as to where you need to go. I was keen to ask from an employer's perspective, why it's important that you're able to see strength in others. Here is Rebecca. So we made the move to strengths-based recruitment a few years ago now, and a lot of other big employers have done the same. Strengths-based recruitment is less about having specific experience for the role that you're doing and much about you naturally as a person. So it's a much more open application process. You'll still be talking about experiences that you've had, but it might be things like sports teams or volunteering work or other part time roles that you've had and what it, what it is that you've learned about through that role. So it really does open up the process for anyone that's passionate about that area and people that have the kind of core strengths that you need for the role, like collaboration skills, resiliency, um, you know, motivation and curiosity about the world around you. And you can show that in a number of different ways throughout the application process. Fantastic. And um, I'm assuming that because of this approach that um, your your employee and the hires tend to stay longer uh, with you at EY because they're, they're finding themselves uh, more rewarded and fulfilled in the workplace. The recruitment process because it helps you to learn about your strengths as well it does help you to set up yourself to to succeed in the role and then once you've joined you could then work on the strengths that you you need to improve on or strengths that you could further develop yourself on 
as a company, EY invests very heavily in learning and development. And there's things called EY badges that you can you can do. So, for example, there's an EY badge in, in teaming, which can help you improve your team working and your global collaboration skills. Or there's a badge in agility and kind of learning to to be more adaptable to different situations. So there's a lot of, of purpose behind kind of personal development. And I think that helps people to find the right place for them and to feel as though they're um, growing during their graduate scheme and then beyond. So I do think it would help people to stay longer in their role. What about the donkey sanctuary, a very different kind of employer? Um, from an employer's perspective, why is it important that you are able to see the strengths in others? Yeah, it's quite timely this because I've just gone through recruitment of two new members of my team. Um, and for me, right at the front is how, how do I assess if they're a good match for the role? And we look at their strengths against the uh, outputs for the job requirements. You know, will their strengths support them in getting the job done? Uh, and for me, will it engage them? From my perspective, if I have a member of staff who isn't engaged and doesn't enjoy the work, as a manager, it's a lot harder for me to manage that person. If I can interview, if I can advertise on strengths, I can interview on strengths, there's a fair chance that those strengths will come through when they work in the role. So, um, yeah, I look at those uh, strengths as well about how will it help in getting the job done and how engaged will it be, but also how will people fit in with the team? Really important. Um, so I've got the, you know, it's a small team, so two people coming in is a massive impact. Yeah. Uh, and how they fit together is critical for me. Yeah. Um, I, I can train the skills and knowledge and effectively what I'm looking for now is what that individual is going to draw on when meeting any challenges they encounter in the role. Yeah. And that's the strengths profile. OK, and so what kinds of questions then do you ask at interview, uh, you know, to help you recruit candidates with the, with the most potential? Yeah, for me, one of my favourites would be uh, what would be a great day at work for you? explain what you would be doing, how you'd be involved, what makes a great day for you at work. Another one, uh, what are you most proud of in your achievements to date? And how do you use your strengths currently if they're aware of them? Uh, and how have you applied your strengths to overcome problems that you've encountered previously? It's that tenet of question. And from my perspective as an interviewer, I can get to see then there's no when people are talking about strengths, there's no hesitation. They are a lot more engaged physically. They tend to come forward when they're answering. There's no gaps in their answer. They're not looking for those. Ooh, give me an example when you uh, overcome an argument with someone. Um, it's not delving into the memory for that. Um, it's very much about where they dip into those strengths and you can see and hear it in terms of the engagement and the answer. Yeah, fantastic. It's, it's um, you know, that candidate's able to be authentic in, in the way that they respond. Yeah, brilliant. And so um, finally, do you, do you have any tips or advice to help our students prepare for interviews, um, knowing that potentially an employer might be looking to assess their strengths? Yeah, first of all, get to know and understand your strengths. 
uh, and also work at being able to articulate it. Um, and that, 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 that the free profile that we were talking about will give you some descriptors, which will give you a vocabulary to answer some interview questions. You know, it, it really embed some of those strengths and those descriptors, uh, and you can use them to answer a lot of the interview questions. Things like what make you what makes you suitable for the role? Well, actually, my application of detail. I'm a very detailed person, so I like you know if it's an analysis piece, I like to get involved in that detail. I can extract the key parts out of it and present uh, a, a lucid case as a result of that research. Uh, as I said, one of my key strengths is around planning. I like to see what I'm doing, so I can take a number of tasks and map them out so that I have a clear picture on there. That's how I would apply that to the role. Answering the question, what is your greatest strength in a job interview, is a chance to share your talents and accomplishments, to show why you're a great candidate for the job. Being asked about your greatest strength may sound like an easy question to answer, but for many it's tough. Either nerves or modesty get in the way about talking about ourselves, or we fail to explain our relevant strengths. I spoke with Tegan, an extra graduate now working with APIs First, a digital and IT consultancy in Exeter, about her experiences. These types of interviews are more enjoyable for um, the employee as well, because they it feels more like a conversation and it feels like the interviewers getting to know you more and asking you questions like, what would you do in this type of situation or um, what are your hobbies? <laughs> um, and questions like that that really get to know you as a person as opposed to maybe some more traditional questions um, that they ask everyone. I think asking these sorts of questions leads into a deep conversation where they can understand and really see your strengths rather than um, kind of saying that you have certain strengths when it's not that clear that you do have them. So, yeah, yeah. Were there were there any questions that kind of came as a, a surprise to you? Uh, I, I think, to be honest, probably more personal questions that I've been talking about, I suppose. So um, maybe questions like give an example when you've shown to be motivated or give an example of when you've been needed to be driven or um just more situations like that that you can't really prepare for i think they ask questions that off based off skills that you've said that you have mm -hmm. um yeah and maybe questions like do you see yourself as someone who is driven um if so provide a situation where you've proven this um and even questions like what did you do at the weekend? Because I think this really gets to know you more as a person and what you do in your free time, which I think if I was an interviewer, I would ask that question. <laughs> I asked Tegan's manager, Claire Barrett, what are the strengths that you're looking for in an applicant and why? So, so I'm looking for um, curiosity, mm -hmm. um, uh, an interest in how IT kind of underpins change. Um, I, I'm interested in people who can um, work relatively unsupervised. 
who are comfortable. So they, they have to be able to manage their own time. Um, they have to they have to show initiative. So I, um, I, I don't have enough capacity um, to be able to work really closely with them every day. Um, I need to be able to give them um, a small number of guidelines um, mm -hmm. and for them to, to go away and sort of fit, you know, color in the color in the dots in between. Um, I expect them to hold me to account. So I expect them to manage upwards. I expect them to um, continuously learn. Uh, I expect them to learn from, um, ex I expect them to make mistakes. I would like them not to make them more than once. So I expect them to be uh, conscious and, and um, uh, I expect them to, to, to continuously reflect and learn and improve. Claire, why do you feel more employers are using a, a strength-based approach? Uh, one, I think it's more inclusive. Uh, I guess because some of the strengths-based work that I've understood is that often a lot of the things that you find easy and the ways that you interact with other people and the way that you know the, just the way that you that you you get things done or that you influence or communicate does actually in some ways can be kind of a reflection of some of your values and so you need to be able to understand people's so some of the things that might create friction or clashes or um uh, less healthy environments can often become from a disconnect of something much deeper, which manifests as, you know, an objection to a process or a lack of understanding, or could be, you know, it could be language. So if you believe, um, which the research would back up, that the, um, the, the more diverse the kind of group of people that you have across not just gender, but age and ability and sexual orientation and um, perspective and language and culture, et cetera, et cetera, the greater you're going to be set up and um, ready and able to meet with unforeseen challenges, come up with creative solutions, um, create a place where more people feel um, comfortable in the workplace. If you believe all of that, is a good thing for you and your people and the environment that you're doing and your customers, et cetera, et cetera. One of the benefits and at the same time challenges of a strength-based interview from a candidate's perspective is that you can't do much to prepare. Employers like this to avoid candidates coming up with pre-prepared or coached answers. It is worth noting that in most strength-based interviews, it is likely that you will be asked high volume of quick succession questions. Questions asked at a quick pace draw spontaneous and authentic answers. Employers will spot your strengths from seeing your energy and enthusiasm in the answers that you give. Interviewers also look at body language and other signals like tone of voice and speed of speech, as if this often indicates your levels of authenticity and enthusiasm. However, just because you can't know the questions doesn't mean that there aren't things that you can do to prepare. We asked our employers, what is there that students can do to prepare? Um, I'd also suggest have some really good questions. The questions are an opportunity for, if you, if you frame the question well, it's an opportunity to actually show the person that's meeting with you that maybe there are some of your strengths that they haven't thought about asking about. 
you've got to do it quite cleverly. Um, whereas a question that might be, um, when can I expect to get an answer for this interview or um, something rather transactional, um, uh, you know, how many hours a week does this involve? That, I mean, if that's something that someone's genuinely curious about, then obviously it's a good time to ask the question. But it, it um, to me, it doesn't show a really um, deep interest in, or doesn't put, doesn't put the person's best foot forward. And and uh, Tegan, what your 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 kind of top top tip for candidates going for for interview, knowing that they could be asked strength based questions. I think definitely, like Claire said, doing your research on the company, understanding their values and their kind of vision and mission, and where they want to where they want to go, um, and what sort of part you can play in that um, using your skills. And I think really showing an understanding and an interest in the company um and really feeling like already you're you're getting involved um even from the interview so like claire's just said thinking about how you can kind of benefit the organization from day one um and how you can really fit in with your strengths that, the, that you have um and i think when you show a, a real genuine interest in the company in the interview i think you kind of just bounce off each other at that point and then the interview you can tell that the interview is going well because you're both you've got the, that shared uh, common interest which is organization so um, I think from my experience showing and feeling a genuine interest in the company so no matter what the employer is focusing on your strengths competencies or both you still need to do your research find out what you can about the company and the role Read the person's specification to identify what strengths and qualities they are looking for. Then make a list of your own strengths. Include your academic work, your uh, personal achievements, what you do in your spare time. Note when and where you're working at your best and what motivates you. Think about activities you enjoy doing, subjects you've enjoyed learning, and consider how all these strengths could be used to your advantage for the organisation that you're planning to apply to. So there you have it, some great advice from employers across a range of sectors. More information on identifying your strengths and strength-based recruitment can be found on the Help With pages of our website. You may also enjoy listening to another of our podcasts from guest speaker Hannah Sultan, who provides an additional recruiter's insight on the power of strengths. Thank you for listening. This was the Career Zone podcast brought to you by the University of Exeter Career Zone. Check out iTunes and Spotify to keep up with all of our regular releases. And if you'd like us to cover something else in another episode, just send us a message, hashtag CareerZonePodcast at UOE Careers on Twitter or at UOE Career Zone or at UOE Cornwall Career Zone on Instagram. And we'll follow up in one of the next episodes.